It's time to talk money. <laughs> Nothing to see here. This is the show where money meets politics. We will answer your financial questions. We do manage money Monday through Friday. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. And we have a ton of fun with this show. Long story short, he said you're offending a whole group of people. So, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, we don't want them. Well, I didn't do anything wrong, and now I'm going to plead the fifth. So mm. screw you. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, you know, I added to screw you, of course, but <laughs> we've done this show for 20 years. Ever. I'm getting sick of winning. Winning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you want to join us on the air, we'll welcome Tom in Boston. Don in Rochester. Rambo Jim in North Tonawanda. It's hard to believe that 20 years has gone by so fast. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome to the Financial Guys Radio program on the Financial Guys Radio Network. I'm Glenn Wiggle here with Mike Lomas, and of course, we are the Financial Guys, the show where money meets politics, and we're really excited for our, our first show now going out to Wham in Rochester. So we will going forward now. We're on our third station, uh, WBEN, of course, right here in Western New York, our home station. As everybody knows, we've been here for 20 years. Uh, but we are very happy and excited to now be out on WHAM 1180 in Rochester. Uh, we're also in South Florida on uh, WFTL uh, AM 850 down there, News Talk 850. So we are growing like crazy, which is absolutely fantastic, not only in markets with the radio show, but our office as well as we add different departments and, and uh, just continue to uh, to get bigger and, and better. And uh, so this is a open mic show, of course, and uh, if you want to call us here, you can always reach us through the 800 number, 1-800-616-9236. Of course, uh, local Western New York, 8030930, and star 930 is a free call in a cell. If you want to uh, text us, the text line is always open at 3930. We've got a whole bunch of stuff uh, to get to today. I thought we'd start off with a little bit of money uh, and then maybe get into some of the politics. We've got, you know, governors uh, and, and economics, uh, you know, governors, well-paid wind power liars. That's a great <laughs> piece. Uh, the Tesla plant. Uh, Biden's strange family history. This not a Politico in Europe, not the U.S. Politico, but the Politico in Europe. It's 26 pages yeah. of, <laughs> of yeah. Biden Certainly uh, corruption. It's we'll amazing. Talk about it throughout the show, but it's really funny, uh, not funny, and really funny not that you know that his son Hunter has uh, tied his wealth to his daddy's political uh, agenda and career, and you can see that. I mean, if you plotted it out. Uh, his son's wealth went up with his dad's success on the political side. So funny. I wonder yeah. if the Trump family, if the Trump kids did that, how, oh what, how the uh, how the left and the, the mainstream media would react to that, right? Instead, the Trump yeah. kids did the opposite. The Trump kids actually uh, went up through dad's business. Yes, they did work for dad's business. Happened to be a really successful business. They worked hard. Uh, they seemed to be really, really, really good kids, hardworking kids. And they made their worth and then actually sort of backed off when Dad got into politics. So we'll, you know, we'll talk more about it. By the way, Glenn, we have an office at 1041 Gravel Road in Webster, New York. So for those of you out in Rochester, uh, as you listen to the show, you'll know that it's a place where money meets politics. But uh, if you think like us and you want to interview our team, not only do we have independent financial advisors out there, but we also have independent Medicare agents, and it is a season for that. So, Yeah, we are uh, kind of a unique firm, right? So a one-stop shop. We have uh, 20 years ago, we left a wirehouse, Payne Weber, now UBS, and uh, really decided to create something different in the financial industry. And what we did is our vision was to create a one-stop financial shop where 
a client could come in the door and they could get their investments reviewed. They could get their retirement plan analyzed. They could do their estate planning with our in-house attorney. They could get their taxes done. We could review their health insurance, their Medicare. Uh, we can help their kids with their college planning. Uh, you know, in some cases they would get divorced. We have a certified divorce financial analyst in that department as well. Uh, retirement planning and income distribution planning with our certified Social Security claiming strategist. So we have opportunities for clients to come in the office and stay there for half the day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, property casualty, another thing, homeowners and autos. So you can truly come into our office and we can help you with all these different services with the different departments that we have. And I think that makes us, you know, really extraordinarily unique, not only in uh, New York, but really in the, in the country. And, of course, we have offices, as you mentioned, Rochester, Buffalo, South Florida, down in Palm Beach as well is a, a growing part as more and more of our clients move out. So yeah. if you need us throughout the week, folks, do use us as a resource. 633-1515. If you're out in the Rochester area, 833-FIN-GUYS is our 800 number, 833-FIN-GUYS. So for the financial guys, 833-FIN-GUYS. Or I don't know if really any, any long-distance charges apply anymore ever, right, because the cell phone you can call mm-hmm. Timbuktu, I think, for free. So you could always just use that 716 633 15 number as well if we could maybe talk a little bit about this the, the more i look at this article the more i'm disturbed by and it really sort of uh really solidifies what we were talking about last week which is the left really is totally delusional right now mm-hmm. i mean really yeah. delusional and there is a, a a you know a mental illness out there and a break in how they really in a in a in a, in a miss and a misfire of how they actually see things. I mean, yes. we, we were called out last week. Somebody called in, by the way, and said the word stupid. And, and we talked about some of these voters really being stupid. And, and I, don't like to, I don't like to use that word. And she said, you shouldn't use that word. And, but what else do you say? And this is more supporting evidence of how stupid the left really is, especially in this state. I mean, this is Kathy, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul said Monday, the state's investment in uh, Solar City was actually a good one. And we're all misguided by the independent auditors that came out and said the Solar City plant, which is on the, uh, for those of you tuning in the Rochester area, is the, is the quote, savior of Western New York up, up here in Buffalo. Um, we put a billion dollars of your money in Rochester, Buffalo. We all chipped in, billion dollars worth of money. The independent auditors said it was worth about 8% of that. Uh, Kathy Hochul said Monday the state's investment in the site was uh, not true. It didn't reflect reality. So apparently yes, these no, outside auditors, yeah. that, that's their only job is to value something right. and, and look at an asset and say, here's what it's worth. Her right. argument was that, well, they're only paying a dollar in rent. So really it's worth more. But because they're only paying a dollar oh. in rent, oh, guess what, Kathy? Because that's where you really become delusional. If they're really valuing a piece of property on the, uh, on the cap rate, <laughs> on the amount of money that you're paying in rent, if you're paying a dollar, that building's basically useless. <laughs> it's, right. it's valued at negative. Let me tell you, because right. there's carry costs. There's floating costs to that building, right? right? So it's not valued at 8% of the billion. It should be valued at negative 8 of the billion. I mean, total right. joke uh, yep. uh, to defend this in any way, shape, or form. And she goes on to say in the article that, well, really, there's a lot of po- lot of positive upticks, especially with Elon Musk and the and the yeah. uh, the positive. Yeah, that's the best part of this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and and all <laughs> the things that are going on there, like what the fact that the what they yeah. they have a, no products that anybody wants. The like, fact here's that what the, she said: we expect Tesla to prosper. 
All the arrows are pointing up. When? Which ones? What exactly. Is? Which ones are pointing up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the sales are down, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah. distribution's down. Yeah. The stock price is down. Right. What's what's up exactly? Yeah. Which yeah. which what arrow? Is it? is it is it the <laughs> is it the new solar roof panel that they're going to make yeah. here, Kathy? That that yeah. is going to cost a a roof that would normally be eight thousand, a hundred thousand dollars to to produce or to to put on a house that nobody's ever ever, ever going to buy? I mean, that's a total joke. I just, right. what a joke. And this is what, yeah. and that, you know what? And people say, well, you shouldn't call these people stupid. What do you do? What do you call them? Smart? Yeah. It's, smart? A, it's a reality divide. I mean, it we, really you know, that is. Was, uh, the article that was written was by uh, Dennis Prager, who yeah. is the uh, the namesake of uh, Prager University, which does a lot of great videos on YouTube. And if you haven't subscribed to Prager University, I highly suggest that you do. They're great, you know, five-minute videos that really dispel a lot of the myths, unfortunately, that the the liberal left have been putting in place and but he talked about you know it's not just a philosophical divide anymore it's not like right. okay the the right believes in smaller government well at least it used to yeah the left believes in bigger government solutions the right believes in free market and more capitalism the left believes in more socialism and a heavy hand of government right that's a philosophical divide and we can have all kinds of debates about that but how do you have a debate with somebody about gender Right. I mean, science and right. facts say that on the right, we believe there are two genders, a male and a female. Now, there are rare cases where you have, you know, both parts and you're a hermaphrodite or whatever, they, whatever the term proper term yeah. is. I don't mean to insult anybody. I don't understand. You know, no, I think that's but it's, what is term. it? Point zero 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 one percent of the population right. that has that. Yeah. Right. But yeah. the left believes that it's unlimited. Right. right. And, and in fact, uh, Elizabeth Warren said this week that black trans women and cisgender, which I don't even know that means no, to be honest either. with you uh non-binary i don't know what that means either but they're the backbone of our country really it's funny i thought the middle class working you know yeah. folks you know <laughs> right. that were the backbone apparently i was wrong right no, apparently yeah. the backbone is just this little tiny sliver of that 0.1 percent right but that's a reality divide that's not a philosophical divide that we can get to some middle ground on. right right that's a they view reality in a different way look at climate change right I don't think anybody disputes that the climate is changing. The climate has always changed, right? That is one constant change. Right. right. Well, see, I mean, look, we live in Western New York. And right. We have we have the Finger Lakes. We've they were formed by an ice age. Niagara Falls. Look at that. Right. What's the explanation? <laughs> right. Right. What's the explanation of you know the ice the, the polar ice caps melting if it wasn't for uh, man-made right. global warming? Right. Right. And their argument would be, well, but the facts show that there's been an incredible acceleration. Actually, no. no. The falsified data showed that. That's right. And there's all kinds of evidence Re of that being falsified, and yet on the left, it's not looked like that. Re it's looked as if, no, no, this, it's all about the man, for sure. We did it. It's Remember, the falsified evidence had Al Gore's book as us being frozen by now. That's right. Uh, I'm sorry, no, right. thought out by now. And, yeah, and, right. and Buffalo and Rochester would be Miami. Now, this week... It really shows how delusional these people are, right? Because Al Gore, the godfather of of global warming, right? We are we are destroying the earth. We are not going to be here in fifteen to twenty years, and ten years really, I think, is is what he predicted twenty years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, this week we are breaking temperatures. It is the it's been the coldest week in something like three hundred years or in recorded history, right. uh, and uh, we're getting snow now in Western New York. Right. The first week in November instead of the right. last week in November. Uh, right. Which is now we of course that didn't fit the narrative, so we had to change it from global warming to climate change, right. blah 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 blah. Let it's, me ask you this: I mean, just think from a logical standpoint. For those of you that are maybe listening to us for the first time out in Rochester, you know, um, and are just thinking, you know, you know, they maybe disagree with us. Let me just ask you a logical question, okay? 
if 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 we're all worried about sea levels rising from global warming, then just answer me this one question. Why did the Obamas buy a $15 million mansion on Martha's Vineyard, on an island, right? Right. Why did Al Gore buy waterfront property in California, right? right? What, is it just not going to affect how, their part of the world? How or, about, or did, how did, about did, did, Bill did Trump the, solve the problem? How about Bill Nye, the science guy, who right. has been on the forefront of saying we will be underwater, yet he lives about five, six miles inland in California. Right, <laughs> I right would, exactly. I, I Wouldn't would you want to live in, like, Colorado? Yeah, I would think if it's really <laughs> coming... I don't know. I would think it's going to spill over a few miles inland, right? I would think there'd be some damage there. Maybe the mountains of Utah. I don't know. Just thinking. (laughs) Apparently, Bill knows something we all don't, which is most of the coastline will be underwater, just not his house. Right. But that's a, but that's a reality divide, yeah. right? I mean, you look at this, you know, look, we all know we got ripped off as taxpayers. We we spent a billion dollars on this facility, right? It was it was 20% yeah. over budget because originally it was supposed to be like 880 or 750 million, turned out to be over a billion dollars or close to a billion dollars, right? Everybody said the contractors that we had on including Carl Palladino, you know, said, "Look, this building should be 100 to, you know, $150 a square foot." which would put the million square feet at somewhere in that range, you know, in that, in that uh, you know, uh, uh, 100 to $150 yeah. million, dollars, right. right? Not, uh, you know, not a billion dollars. Well, so we know we got ripped off. We equipment. know we got a bad deal. With There's not equipment. the number of jobs there. We're yeah. getting a dollar a year, right? We know this is a bad deal. KPMG came out and said it's only really worth 8%. But the reality of the left is, oh, no, it's great, according to Kathy Hochul. <laughs> right. We'll talk about this wind power thing later in the show today. We'll talk. That is another reality divide. Yep. Every there's no way we can provide the amount of energy with these offshore wind farms, and yet they change the numbers so it fits their reality. And we'll talk about that as well. We come back. We'll get to a little bit of finance. There's a couple of things we want to get to. Retail sales coming up uh, just a couple of weeks here. Uh, you know, Black Friday is going to really set the tone yep. uh, as it normally does for the rest of the year. So we'll talk about that. Uh, JetBlue, we'll talk about them a little bit. They're rolling out some cheaper fares. And then, um, you know, there's a couple more articles here. Uh, the fear of missing out on a rally now replacing recession worries, which were apparently didn't work for the Democrats. They tried to talk to the recession. That's that failed. Yeah, so they tried to, yeah, anyway, that's right. They did. They really did. They did. Three point six percent unemployment rates, lowest unemployment rates in the black community ever. And things were bad. Things yeah, were bad. Yeah. Didn't work. Anyway, so if you need us throughout the week, folks, again, we do manage money for a living. If you want to introduce or introduce, if you want to uh, interview any of our uh, departments, uh, just give us a call at the office. It's a uh, complimentary consultation. Again, uh, 633-1515, If you're outside the area, 833-FIN-GUYS is the 800 number, 833-FIN-GUYS. We're going to take a very short break. You've got the Financial Guys, Glomigo Mike Lomas. We will be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit, for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience. Although I've been around for a while, I can remember when a hot story broke and the reporters would run in yelling, stop the chisels. But I am aware of my age. When I go in for a physical now, they no longer ask me how old I am. They just carbon date me. You're listening to The Financial Guys, local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back. You've got The Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, here on The Financial Guys Radio Network, the uh, Financial Guys Radio program where money meets politics. And uh, we're going to talk about money this section. We go back and forth, as you may have noticed, 
and uh, we're going to kind of cover a, a lot of ground today. We've got a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Thanksgiving, just a week and a half away. All eyes will be looking at not only Friday, but also uh, Wednesday now. Is it Cyber Wednesday with yeah. a, a lot I, of the uh, sales a, going that I'm direction? I'm not a big fan that if you look at the last few years, you know, because people are purchasing more and more online, their purchasing habits are changing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that rush to get out there to get that TV at the store Eh, not so much. I mean, you still right. have it, but not like you did 10, 15 years ago. What is crazy to me, though, is if you look at the online sales, there's still a huge percentage of retail sales where people do shop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the online market has just incredible potential. And I've been saying for years, you know, I think retail is struggling. Yeah, because it is easier. Sure, Amazon makes it convenient. Yeah, that is part of it. But... The retail experience really, to me, in my opinion, has really stunk over the last 20 years. Oh, no I mean, doubt. The, the, the experience of going in and that old school, hey, uh, you know, here's where your nail is. <laughs> you know, right. here, let yeah. me can walk help you, you over to the aisle. Yeah, can right. I help you? Right? Are you looking for something yeah. I can point you in the direction of? Yeah, instead of being able to walk into a big box store and not being able to get checked out, right, or not yeah. being able to find what you need and there's nobody there to help you, and you just yeah. look on your phone and say, okay, I get it. Now I get it. Well, people, yep. are, people are buying more and more. Because they're sick and tired of walking around the store, not being able to find anybody to help you. Yeah, I went into an Office Depot. I'm going to call them out by name. Yeah, uh, I went to Walmart. By our office. Oh, my Lord. There was seven employees working, and this is no joke. Six of them were all in one aisle talking to each other. And the one poor sucker who was working the register was the only one working. I would have been pretty upset if I was that one. Overwhelmed, right? (laughs) He tried to help customers. I finally tracked them down. They were all in, like, one corner of the store, like, chit-chatting. Like, are you guys all on break? Right. You know, but I, I did actually leave, and I did order what I needed online. It was I did that day, in Walmart. And that's the problem. Yeah, but right? about a year ago, I, I said I, I walked around this Walmart, couldn't find anybody. Mm-hmm. Finally, I just got so frustrated. I went on my phone in the Walmart, ordered yeah. it, and left the store. Right? There's a huge upside still for online retailers. Yep. And, and, you know, you look at, like, where Amazon is, and they've done an unbelievable job. Um, but you look at, you know, uh, I don't know what the name of the day is, but China had their, you know, their equivalent of Black Friday this mm-hmm. past week. And Alibaba... In one day, did as much retail sales as the entire U.S. retail market Crazy. will do. Wow. wow. <laughs> Walmart, Target, uh, Amazon, all of them combined for the entire retail season, uh, Alibaba did it in one day. Yeah. It's, I mean, Alibaba is the, is the Amazon of China, and, of course, China is way, way, way bigger. China also doesn't have the infrastructure and brick and mortar, and it's a lot more difficult sometimes to get there. So yeah. China will definitely probably, I would guess, lead the way when it comes to like drone delivery and things like that because they just don't have the capacity to really get a lot of these shipments out. But, man, are they growing as a retail force? There's no doubt about it. Um, but locally here, I guess not locally, but in the United States, um, according to uh, some of these analysts, which you know typically are wrong, but we'll talk about them anyways, uh, Walmart and Target are uh, looking like the early favorites among analysts going into the holiday shopping season. And uh, this was an article, um, research report coming out from uh, Bank of America, uh, Merrill Lynch, uh, really just talking about Target and, uh, and Walmart, really shaping up to be Wall Street's forerunners in the holiday shopping season. Yeah. We'll see where the holiday shopping falls, and I think it'll be a decent year. I mean, you know, stock market's up, right? I mean, unemployment rates are down, right? Optimism's up. Optimism's up, yeah. yeah. So I I think it'll be a decent year. We'll see. Of course, you know, the stock market, by the way, is a leading indicator, and I always love this. I hear, well, I should buy a stock because we're going into uh, Christmas season or holiday season. Well, 
And that's not how it works. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> that's you're not right. how it works. Really, you're setting yourself up to fail yeah. because all you can really you can you can there's already baked in and anything less than that's going to be disappointing. That's right. Which is going to hurt you, right? That's right. So yep. the time to buy those stocks are, are well, number one, you want to own things long term. Yeah. There was a time to buy those stocks in much earlier in the year. I do want to plug this too, by the way, just as we're talking some individual securities. Uh, you know, please consult an investment professional. That's one thing you'll find with this show if you're new to the show is that you know we will talk some individual stocks and things like that, but you know we always want to put people through a homework process yep. before we you know don't take anything you hear on this show as as advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. You really should go through a homework process and really determine you know if a security, whether it be a stock or a mutual fund or whatever we're talking about, is going to help you achieve what you want to achieve. It has a fit into your plan. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, but we're big advocates of going through that planning process before you really make any investment decisions. Yeah, and you'll never hear this is a bad investment or a good investment no. on this show. We always talk about the fact that these are all tools, a lot of tools out there. When I hear a show that says, oh, never do this or always do this, yeah. I think, what a, to me, that's almost like a little scammy-ish. Like, you know yeah. what? Go through a, 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 a homework process understand why you're in the diversification you're in, whether that's conservative, middle of the road, or aggressive. How does it match up with your goals and objectives? When do you plan on retiring, right? What type of income do you need? And of course, and that's why we have certified experts in place like certified social security claiming strategists. You've got to maximize your social security. You got to make sure your Medicare is in the right spot. So it's not costing you, you know, a big chunk of your income because it, you know, you you find out after the fact that it didn't cover certain drugs or didn't cover what you needed it to cover like traveling down to Florida. So independent experts that can help and uh, make sure you use our team as a resource for sure. Absolutely. You know, this we you know, we we're agnostic when it comes to types of products, right? I think that's important to understand. I think people spend way too much time, you know, looking and analyzing the type of products when they really should be looking at the type of planner, right? Who are they working with? Right. Are they working with an insurance agent or are they working with a fiduciary? Not to say there's anything wrong with insurance agents, but you have to know what you're getting, right? You know, in our office, we are fiduciaries, which means that we have to put our client's best interest first. You know, regardless of product, we're going to try to find what is going to help you truly achieve your goals and objectives. And so I think, you know, spend more time, folks, if you're looking for an advisor, spend more time looking for the type of advisor that's going to fit your needs and less time looking at the type of products that might try to, you know, fit into a, a round peg into a square hole. Yep. Mike, I'm not sure if you saw this one. Uh, JetBlue rolls out cheap fares that come with fewer perks. And, you know, we fly a lot. I don't know. How many fewer perks could you get? <laughs> they, they, already, I mean, they charge you for luggage. <laughs> right? I mean, can you not use the bathroom on these flights? No. I mean, what are we talking about? Less perks. Yeah, duct, <laughs> duct tape to the top of the. <laughs> right? So you get so, I, most of the flights now. You get like one crummy bag of chips, right? I right. Mean, and and, right. and most of then sometimes not even that now. Charging you for luggage, charging you for the chips, right? right. And yeah. JetBlue is pretty cheap, so yeah. I mean that's good. I mean JetBlue is cheap, but I, I don't know if I want to go much cheaper for less. Yeah, like what do you like? <laughs> sit on, services? You're sharing a seat anyway. with somebody now? Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm sitting on somebody's lap. I'm so. really curious to Amazing. find out what is what kind of sir. What are they cutting? Yeah. I, you know, that's one yeah. thing about the that industry. By the way, they have no creative thinking whatsoever. I mean, to me, it just blows my mind when you walk into an airplane that it doesn't say Nike on the back of the seat right, I or know. underneath the plane as you're taking right. off, as it's flying yep. through the air. It doesn't say Walmart on the bottom. I mean, so many there's, there's so many creative ways that they could start to add income to the bottom yeah. line. of their, They don't do it, right? They, they don't need to because the it. government's bailed them out time and time again. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. the problem with government bailouts. Right, we'll talk more about that in the other side of the break. we got uh, some more polls to get to as well. We're going to talk about this wind farm uh, scam as well. 
Uh, we come back. You've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Go Mike Lomas. You're listening to the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. Artie, welcome back. Thanks for listening. You've got the Financial Guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. And uh, this is the show where money meets politics. We're talking a bit of money in the last segment, uh, talking about JetBlue and uh, some of the stuff they're, uh, you know, they're looking to do as far as lowering their, their, their fares and uh, you know, retail sales coming up Black Friday. We talked a bit about that. We may touch on that again in the next hour. Uh, you know, the JetBlue, uh, the fares, just to wrap that up, Mike, you know, rolling out cheaper fares. Well, not cheaper it'll be, but they're talking about blue basic fares will not come with a seat assignment until 24 hours before the flight. So basically what you're saying is you're guaranteeing yourself a middle seat, right? Blue, yeah. uh, basic blue passengers will also travel aboard last, which, to be honest with you, I could care less about because I don't. I travel light. So the last yeah. time, actually, I just uh, flew I, recently. Last I, week, I just flew, and I actually got on the plane last by choice. Yeah. Because I didn't want to get on and sit on the plane. So don't understand the anyway. dynamics of that, though. I mean, don't, wouldn't they be able to put together a, um, you know, a, a computer program that would just fill in the seats as you go? I mean, why would that? I don't understand that. That's where I. That's where the disconnect is for me. Like. No so idea. we're going to order a seat last minute, and that's probably going to be a middle seat, and it's more cost-effective. But wouldn't it just make sense to just say we're going to drop the prices the closer it gets, and whatever seats are available, you get? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, they, they seem to spend a lot of time at the uh, you know typing into the thing when you ask for a simple question. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, but anyway, they said on an earnings call last month that they expect the new fares will bring in about $150 million in revenue next year, which actually is – a pretty minor drop yeah. in the bucket for for a, a company this size. Yeah, but, they got uh, to get these these planes back in the air. Is what they need. Well, to do. that's I mean, that's a big deal. It's crushing yeah, Southwest. It's, no doubt. You know, we have an office down in South Florida, and boy, it is a pain in the behind to get back and forth yeah. now, and it never was. So, well, you, they took a lot of the direct flights out because yeah. they just don't have enough airplanes. Yep. You know, they're just out of airplanes, which is a problem. Yep. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of things there that uh, you know that they should get fixed, hopefully soon. But anyway, so let's talk for a few minutes about the uh, the Biden's family uh, strange business history. And this yes. was I caught this. Um, somebody tweeted this out. I would have never caught this otherwise, folks. And this is why I will say that. Let me plug this for a second. Uh, social media is really, really important. It really is, and especially for conservatives, the internet, which is why we fight so hard against you know these net neutrality rules and stuff like that. Uh, but the, you know, don't be uh, uh, surprised at all. You know, if they as they start to accelerate the deplatforming of conservatives because yeah. they don't want information like this to get out. 
This was a Politico story by, by the way, from the European you Politico. It? Where else would you get it? Uh, you, you would never Fox, find this. You got Fox, which really, truly is sort of fair and balanced, right? I mean, they're showing both sides of the equation. I know they lean more to the right, but but mm-hmm. and then everybody else who's just left wing nut jobs, hiding stories like we talked about last week on right. ABC, where they hid the Epstein story and could have broken that right. wide open three years ago. Instead, they let him go on to molest more children over the next yeah, three rape years. more kids. Yeah. Nice job, ABC. Yeah. Good yeah. work. Yeah. Good work. So anyway, if if uh, if you want to hear our podcast, if you want to find out our social media, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on uh, Instagram, uh, we're on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel as well. You can find all the links to all of our social media stuff, including our podcast as well. You can on our website at thefinancialguys.com. You can use us as a resource there as well. Ask questions, find out about our departments. Uh, you can go back and watch some of our our, our news interviews. Uh, you know, our investment committee, as well as Mike and I, are, are regularly doing uh, you know TV interviews or radio interviews for uh, you know different uh, economic or, or financial issues or topics. Uh, one of our investment committee members is on CNBC just about every week, so you can see all that and more on our website at thefinancialguys.com. You can also download our podcast anywhere fine podcasts are found. So whether it be the Apple iTunes store or the Android, whatever it's called, store or Spotify, we are everywhere. So you can just uh, find the Financial Guys uh, podcast uh, really on every platform as well. Uh, we released that midweek on Wednesday, so kind of like a, a midweek bridge. Really, it's a, just a 30-minute monologue, more or less, where we just kind of get right down and dirty on the what's going on midweek. Gives you an idea of what we might plan on talking about on Saturdays as well when we do the show from 1 to 3 every week, which we've been doing for 20 years. Um, but the Biden crime family, strange. Uh, this, the title is the, Biden's, the Biden Family's Strange Business History. Over his decade in office, middle-class Joe's family's fortune have closely tracked his political career. Hmm. It's more than, you know, just a de- over his decades. Okay, I missed, yeah. I missed the yes. You're going back. This article, there's so much corruption here that this article is 26 pages long. <laughs> Let me just read you just a couple quick excerpts of this so you can get an idea of the kind of, you know, corruption. Now, you know, you mentioned earlier, Mike, and you nailed it. You know, the, the difference between Biden and Trump is that Biden's kids had no experience in a lot of these international affairs. That's right. But yet got these cushy positions and salaries because of Biden's political connections. That's right. Contrast that with Trump. Trump's kids have been brought up as international business people, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. As as soon as he uh, became uh, won the, uh, the the the, uh, the 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 president's race, they stopped. Right. right. They stopped all new international deals. They said no, so right. that there wouldn't be any indication of corruption. Yeah. But when which, you look at prob- Biden's which, family which, by history, the way, wow. They, they probably shouldn't have, right? But they did. Out of respect for their yeah. dad and right, out of respect for the fact that they knew the left wing, the mainstream left wing media would be a nut job over this. Right. They're right. they're blaming him for stuff he didn't do. You know, we've already gone through the Russia, Russia, Russia garbage. That's all garbage. The next thing will be this Ukrainian deal. That'll be garbage. Right. Well, so it's already God forbid the Trump family actually continue to do what they've done for decades, which is build real estate all over the world. Right. So they had to take a step back right. now. Yep. There's that reality that, gap again. Contradict I was that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, I was going to say contradict that with Hunter Biden, who now is managing a hedge fund, who is getting $80,000 a month from Ukrainian oil and gas companies, got zero experience in oil and gas. Zero. Right. Zero. Exactly. 
So it's funny, you, you, just another example of the reality gap. I was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter, and I said, you know, his, his net worth is down. They said, well, we wouldn't know that because he didn't release his tax returns. And I'm like, mm. um, yeah, you would know net worth. If you pay taxes, <laughs> you would know that net worth is not on a tax return. <laughs> right, right. You would not find it there, in, right? In fact, many of our clients have income of thirty and $40,000 a year and have a net worth of $3 million, And right. we've got other clients with uh, income of 200000 with a net worth of right. 200000 yeah. yeah, but if you actually file a tax return, yeah. Yeah, you might actually know that. Yeah, they anyway, understand that. Back word. to this. No, let me uh, let me just read a, just a couple quick excerpts of this article because it's really amazing. And this, of course, is posted to our our Twitter uh, page and our, our Facebook page and whatnot. And Twitter is at FinGuys, but again, go to our website, find it. Um, so this is the Biden. So the day the Bidens took over, uh, Paradigm Global was a memorable one. In this is how the article starts. In the late summer of 2006, Joe Biden's son Hunter and Joe's younger brother James purchased the firm. On their first day on the job, they showed up with Joe's other son, Bo, and two large men and mm. ordered the hedge fund's chief compliance officer to fire its president, yeah. according to a paradigm executive who Normal was president. Normal part of a practice when you take yes. over a firm the first day? Yes. <laughs> After the firing, the two large men escorted the fund's president out of the firm's midtown Manhattan office, and James Biden laid out his vision for the fund's future. Quote, don't worry about investors, he said, according to the executive who spoke, of course, on a condition of anonymity, citing fears of retaliation. We've got people all around the world who want to invest in Joe Biden. Hmm. At the time, the senator was just months away from both assuming the chairmanship of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and launching his second presidential bid. Would you bid. look at that? <laughs> yeah, would you look at that? Yeah, don't worry about investors. we got a ton of them, ton of them. Yeah, let me go on to this. Uh, I'm just going to fast forward a couple pages into the article after it details out all the different conflicts of interest. But within weeks of the encounter at Paradigm Global Advisors, Bo Biden won his race for Delaware Attorney General and never established any recorded ties to Paradigm. His political career kept him well clear of his brother and uncle's business endeavors. Uh, James and Hunter are another story. There's no indication the Bidens ever succeeded in bringing new foreign money into the fund, but their involvement with Paradigm, which spanned the final two years of Joe's Senate career and the first two years of his vice presidency, was troubled for other reasons. In James and Hunter Biden's five-year tenure, Paradigm became associated with a number of alleged and confirmed frauds, hmm. including Alan Stanford's multi-billion dollar Ponzi scheme, while seeking to draw on their powerful relatives, political allies for financing. Wow. So, so let me just let me just summarize this for you. They walk in three brothers, right, of Joe Biden's sons with two large men basically just take over the firm, right? Yep. Uh they fire the president and then go on for in just five years are tied to all kinds of scams and scandals, including the uh uh, uh the uh, you know the Texas guy there uh uh, you know what's his name? Uh, Alan Stanford's yeah. uh, multi-billion-dollar Ponzi scheme. Like sure. that's a that's a big deal, right? Why is this not in the media? Yeah. I mean that alone, right there alone. Forget about the the uh, uh, Burisma oil and gas uh, aboard. Forget about China giving uh, a, a hunter a billion and a half for a hedge fund that he had no experience. Forget all that, right? They were tied to a that's like being tied to Bernie Madoff, right? Alan Stanford at the time was the second largest uh, Ponzi scheme in I think our history, right? Right after mm -hmm. Bernie Madoff, that's a right. multi-billion-dollar yep. 
huge, yep. huge, huge Ponzi scheme. By the way, every university, when they studied Ponzi schemes, it was Stanford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. And, yeah. And, oh, looky here. Yeah. A paradigm associated right with it, right? Yeah. Right there. You know, a um, pattern of dubious association and possible I'm conflicts sure of interest. I'm sure had that story as well. They just refused to release yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this, I mean, this is really amazing. Yeah. I, I can't obviously read the whole article. This article is 26 pages long. Yeah, we'll post it. It details it, out. Just decades, four decades of all kinds of. There's a, in fact, there's a multi-page flowchart. Yeah, that's <laughs> goes right. Through this stuff. Yeah, yeah starting I mean, you in can't 0, make this 05 stuff up. all the way up to 2010. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. And by the way, they, you know, when you look at building wealth in the political arena, these Democrats have mastered it, right? Oh, we yeah. talk all the time about Pelosi. Literally, her income is two hundred thousand dollars. She's amassed two hundred thirty-eight million dollars in net worth. Millions, right? The Clintons, hundreds of millions of dollars in net worth, right? Joe's on his way now with his books. The Obamas, the Obamas are doing it, right? Elizabeth Warren, $18 million, by the way, setting the new tax at $50 million, so she avoids yeah. it, right? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Just above her. San- Just Sanders, above her. by the way, out shaming billionaires this week because, well, he's only worth a few million. That's right. <laughs> That's why. Exactly. Right. No, wait, yeah. wait until Bernie gets to the billionaire status, and he'll, he won't be yep. shaming him anymore. Well, the funny thing is they got uh, they t- the article of de Blasio talking about uh, Bloomberg. That's not the party anymore. We're not the party of billionaires nice. anymore. That's Bloomberg in this current party has no chance whatsoever. Yeah. We'll talk about that he was on right, the other side the of the break. He was absolutely right. He was being oh, no, he's honest. right. Yeah, yeah. He's Blo- right. No, Bloomberg's, he's definitely right. Bloomberg's, it's a different party Bloomberg's going to tell you not, you know, you can't <laughs> eat trans fats, and he's going to tell you you can't yes. have a Coca-Cola, but yeah. he's not going to take all your money and your guns. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Right. All right. You listen to the financial guys. We've got to take a very short break, folks. If you, uh, you want to call in, it's 803-0930-STAR-930 is a free call on Of course, 1-800-616-9236. If you need us throughout the week, again, we do manage money for a living. 633-1515 or 1-833-FINGUYS is our 800 number as well. You've got the financial guys, Glumago Mike Lomas. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. The story was an American and a Russian arguing about their two countries. And the American said, look, in my country, I can walk into the Oval Office. I can pound the president's desk and say, Mr. President, I don't like the way you're running our country. And the Russian said, I can do that. The American said, you can? He says, yes. I can go into the Kremlin, to the general secretary's office, pound his desk and say, Mr. General Secretary, I don't like the way President Reagan's running his country. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back, folks. You've got the Financial Guys and the Financial Guys Radio Network here, the show where money meets politics. And again, you're listening to Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. 20 years on the air on our home uh, flagship station, WBEN. But again, you know, very pleased to now be broadcasting out to uh, Rochester on 1180 WHAM and also down in South Florida on mm-hmm. uh, WFTL uh, News Talk 850. So we are growing like crazy, and uh, now will be uh, the Financial Guys Radio but, Network from uh, here on out. We were talking for the break about uh, you know Joe Biden, and the uh, he's almost as bad, he's almost as good as without the murders as the uh, Clinton crime family. It's right. like the Biden crime family without the uh, the thugs that put you in the trunk and drive you off a bridge, right? Um, <laughs> right. But corrupt people, nonetheless. People um, seem to some reason live around near after Joe. <laughs> they, right, yeah, yeah. Not all of Joe's associates have committed suicide, right, coincidentally. Right. Seven Look, shots to the back of the head. Or, yeah. and, it, and for those of you that say... He choked himself to death. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It, 
for those of you that say, oh, you guys are conspiracy theorists, like, how many other people do you know that have 45 people in their inner circle that all well, committed suicide? Come on. I mean, come on. And, and, and right? look at and the, the Epstein deal was out oh, of absolute uh, control. I mean, scary. Scary to well, think. Well, I had an article that's scary uh, that, to think that that could happen here in the United States of America, oh, yeah. right? Uh, well, just, the scary thing is that our intelligence community is obviously in on it, in right? On. I mean, there's no question about it. When yeah. you have the, the former prosecutor that turned to uh, Acosta, who ended right. up being the uh, His, labor secretary who resigned, you know, he was told, and he said flat out, and I quote, uh, I was told not to press forward with him because he was an asset of the intelligence community. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's All an right asset then, of the right? intelligence committee, not dead. <laughs> right, yeah, well, <laughs> right. anyway, it's, uh, but, but just to you know, wrap up, one more quick uh, of Biden. I mean, there's just dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of, of uh, scandals here. I mean, it just goes well, on the, and on. I the, mean, it's just what, one after another. What I, I'm sure, I haven't read all 26 pages, but I'm sure it talks about the latest hedge fund that they set up uh, yeah. just a few miles up the road from Daddy. So this one was yes. in Wall Street, which would make sense, right? If you're going to be in the hedge fund industry, it's typically, for whatever reason, New York City, right? Uh, Wall Street or the New Deal is uh, you know, down in South Florida. There's a lot of deals happening down in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really, 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 really weird that you know that the headquarters was right down the street from Daddy. Yeah, right, Washington. <laughs> right, because a lot of hedge funds are in Washington. Yeah, right, right down the street, uh, just a few miles yeah, away from yeah. Dad. Right, and yeah. and to your point, by the way, and he talks about in the beginning of this about them. Uh, Dad's got all kinds of connections to the labor union, so don't mm-hmm. worry about it. We'll be able to gather all kinds of assets oh, through yeah. some of the pension funds. Oh yeah, yeah no problem, no, no. no big deal. I'm sure. The I'm sure they'll look right into it. I'm yeah, sure. So, and I'm sure, so, by the way, a brand new hedge fund is the appropriate spot to put union money. I would think. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Like if you're going to run a pension fund, I would look for the brand new guy on the street, not the that's guy right. who's been aged with a good track right. record for their pension. I'd find the new guy that's just got connections yeah. to debt. Exactly. <laughs> Makes yeah, a lot of sense. He's going to do real well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll get the special deals, right? Yeah. So in 2001, uh, between 2001 and 2005, Hunter Biden was a paid consultant. Uh, to Delaware Bank, MBNA, right? He also, from 2001-2008, Hunter also worked as a Washington lobbyist. In 2005, a bill uh, to make it harder to declare Chapter 7 bankruptcy benefiting MDNA passes the Senate with active support from Joe Biden. Well, mm, go figure, no right? Way. And that's how this works. And here's the sad point, a point that we're at now in, in American uh, politics, is that the Republicans are almost as bad. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of them are worse, right? right? And so now, I don't care if you are a, a big health care or big oil. It doesn't matter, right? If you're a big CEO in a big corporation, right, you want to basically have people in power that you can, I'll say bribe, for lack of a better term, lobby. Okay, fine. Lobby to get your, you know, what you want, you know, the legislation that's going to benefit your particular industry. You know, you look at health care, and I, and I thought to myself, why are, the, why are these CEOs of, like, Aetna, United Health, these big health care companies, why are they all supporting Obamacare? Oh, all the kickbacks. There you go. And if you look at the stock prices during that time, those companies went through the roof, yes. right? They went through the roof not because they increased sales. They went through the roof because they took our money as government subsidies and put them to the bottom line. The only thing you can do as a private citizen is simply play the game, right? Yep. Be with a good investment you know, firm that is going to identify those opportunities. And I call them opportunities, but they're opportunities for somebody at least to be in those sectors and participate in that kind of growth, you're certainly not going to participate like you know the CEOs and, and the and the uh, no, you're not you know and, and the Biden family, right? No. But at least at least you can identify some of these trends, and that's why, folks, this show is called "Where Money Meets Politics." Because honestly, you cannot 
unwind the two now. It, it used to be completely different, where no. politics well, had nothing to do with the market and money. But to be honest, I mean, sadly, that's just simply not the case anymore. And the healthcare industry is a classic example. Of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you used to go into politics not as a career choice, right? It wasn't, yeah. you know, uh, Chucky Schumer well, where was ahead you, started of the curve. At, you started at 23 <laughs> <laughs> and you were there forever, right? Biden was yeah. ahead of the curve. Yeah. And, and Biden and, you know, the Obamas and uh, the Elizabeth Warrens and the Nancy Pelosi's, they realize there's a lot of money in politics. It's a it's a good business to be in. Ask the Clintons, right? It's a good business. Ask Nancy Pelosi. $200,000 income, $238 million net worth. I would say that's a good business to be in. And yep. yes, net worth is different than income. How did she acquire the net worth? Right. It doesn't matter. As long right. as you're a registered Democrat, we don't look into you. Right. <laughs> we well, don't me, care how you, you acquired the net worth, right? Yeah, we, here's another easy uh, Biden example of how you acquire the net worth. $100 million, worth. by the way, in the Cuomo coffers. How, oh, yeah. $100 million bucks. How, yep. how, why, where did the money come oh, from? Oh, he's so talented. Hmm, I don't know. Does it yeah. have any ties to the maybe things like the Buffalo Billion? Hmm. Or, the, or the wind power scam, which hmm. we'll talk about in the next hour? You're not <laughs> going to want to miss that. Wow. Could be. Wow. This is how easy this is for these Democrats, right? November 10th, James Biden joins Hillstone International. Now, in 2010, James and Hunter Biden, they began the wind-down paradigm. So the jig was up, right? Uh-huh. You know, Alan Stanford's going to jail. Yeah. The jig is up. Now right? they can just wind it down, right? Because yeah, that's wind what everybody could do. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he's, you know, James jumps over to Hillstone International in 2010. And just coincidentally, less than a year later, right, he joins November of 2010. Well, he has got a successful track record behind right? him. Right? With <laughs> oh, nine no. months no. later. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> in June of 2011, Hillstone International lands a $1.5 billion contract to build housing in Iraq. Look at that. Huh. Huh. What a coinkydink. $1.5 right? What billion. a coincidence. Why would they not, right? though, right? I yeah. mean, he's got all kinds of experience yeah, in building homes. Yeah, and how much homes. of that went to back to, how much of that was a kickback <laughs> back to James? I mean, oh, my yeah. God, it's so obvious. Right. And yet this was not reported anywhere in, in the U.S. news. Do you, know, do you know how hard it is to raise $1.5 billion? Yeah. $1.5 billion. Well, right? you have to raise it. He just got it from the U.S. government. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. he just landed the contract. I mean, oh. I'm sure we paid for the housing. I mean, sure. Or, uh, you know, after right. paying to blow it up and yeah. freeing everybody, now, I'm sure we paid for the housing and all that good we, stuff. You, Glenn and I, you, you, we, wow. we own part of a, a mutual fund company or a, or a registered investment <laughs> advisory firm that manages a mutual fund company. We own a, mm-hmm. multiple registered investment advisory firms. We own a broker-dealer. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have somebody award you one point five billion dollars is a big, big, mm-hmm. big deal. A big deal. I would think they'd be looking at your background and your track record and saying, "Hey, there's a very high probability that we're going to make money on this deal." Right? I, I would think, but apparently not. Apparently, that doesn't matter when you're nope. Joe Biden. Nope, doesn't matter. Just you know, all you got to do is hire one of the sons. Yep. And this is why you know a lot of a big you know you wonder like how can a big company. How can a Geico, right? How can a, a Warren Buffett, how can he support Democrats? Well, they're easier to bribe. Sure. I mean, let's be honest. Yes. It's, all you got to do, if you're a Warren Buffett, grab one of Biden's kids, put them on your board, and shazam. You'll yeah. get all the benefits you want. Yeah, so, go, out in the well, main, go out in the mainstream media as a leader of that yeah. organization and say, hey, we want higher tax rates for the rich. I'm not paying enough in taxes. Yeah. And then yep. you hire the Biden family or, or, right. or uh, pick one, right? Yep. And then you say, look, it, you're going to make sure that you get me as much money as you possibly can, and That's I'm going right. to continue to go out and you know uh, say that the rich should pay their fair share That's and all right. that garbage. Yep. And, you, and next thing yeah. you know, you're worth $200 million. Yeah. Ta-da! Yeah. All right, in the next hour, we're going to get into more of some of these scams, and we're going to talk about our very own Governor Como 
and his well-paid wind liars. So you're not going to want to miss that. Again, folks, if you need us throughout the week, we do manage money for a living. You can call us at the office, 633-1515, or our 800 number, 833-FINGUYS, or go to our website as well at thefinancialguys.com. New office right, very in short Webster, break. by the way. I shouldn't say new. It's been yes. there for a while, but we are now on, yep. a, on a station out in Rochester. So uh, we're on in Wham out in Rochester. So uh, Webster, New York, if you are out there, you need a free, uh, 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 by the way, a complimentary consultation on Medicare. We also have independent Medicare experts out there as well. Yep, absolutely. 633-1515 or 833-FINGUYS. All right, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, another hour to go. Stay tuned here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. It's time to talk money. (laughs) Nothing to see here. This is the show where money meets politics. We will answer your financial questions. We do manage money Monday through Friday. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. We have a ton of fun with this show. Long story short, he said you're offending a whole group of people. Well, duh. (laughs) We don't want them. Well, I didn't do anything wrong, and now I'm going to plead the fifth. So Mm. screw you. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, you know, I added the screw you, of course, but (laughs) we've done this show for 20 years. I'm getting sick of winning. Winning. (laughs) And uh, if you want to join us on the air, we'll welcome Tom in Boston. Don in Rochester. Rambo Jim in North Tonawanda. It's hard to believe that 20 years has gone by so fast. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back to hour number two of the Financial Guys radio program here on the Financial Guys radio network. I'm Glenn Wiggle here with Mike Lomas, and of course we are the Financial Guys, the place where money meets politics, and we're kind of waffling back and forth between the two. We're going to talk a little bit of money to start this next hour, but I promise you we will get to uh, the governor's well-paid wind power liars and the scam that all of us in New York, unfortunately, are getting hit with, uh, and that is this uh, this solar and wind power uh, you know, boondoggle that uh, hmm. Andrew Como uh, insists on driving they're, us into. But. They're great. They never, they never actually turn. I love that. <laughs> no, but but it some of these works. numbers are staggering. Uh, and we'll talk about it. Are. You know, this umpire center. You know, looked into this and really found out that the agency's own public filings really miss. You know, underestimates. And I'm saying I'm going to say also underestimate. I'm saying they're just lying. I mean, yeah. underestimate would be like, oh, yeah. we thought it would be five billion. It was only four, and it was four and a half or yeah. whatever. Yeah, five. We're talking 1, like 5. six 2. to one, right? Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it. But yeah. before we get there, let's talk about this a little bit because this I find interesting. You know, we uh, not that we're contrarian investors. I mean, we we you know we we look at a really a long term approach, asset allocation. We don't time markets, right? We try to you know pick strategies and stick with them over you know, long periods of time. Yep. We bucketize people's money, right? So if you need income, that's going to be in a different bucket than if you need growth, right? So we try to identify which you know account's going to be for what purpose. And then, of course, the core of every account really lies with a strategic allocation where we have a lot of eggs in different baskets. But one of the things that we are very keenly aware of is that, honestly, most investors' sentiment oftentimes is wrong or opposite of what it should be, right? Yes. And you know, a couple of things here that um, I thought was interesting, we talked a little bit about this, we touched on the fear of missing out on a rally replaces recession worry in the most wide, uh, widely watched investor poll. But the twin article to that is 
more than half of the world's rich uh, richest investors see a big market drop mm-hmm. in 2020. So Which, UBS is saying big market drop according to richest investors. Bank of America Merrill Lynch is saying, yeah, the fear of missing out is is now <laughs> was yeah. taking over. Who do you believe with this stuff? Yeah, what's funny is you know a lot of times there's this big misconception that just because somebody's really wealthy that they're automatically good at investing in stocks and bonds. And that's not yeah. often the case. No, you know, look these, at the Biden family. Yeah, these people have made their wealth. <laughs> well, Biden, Biden and Pelosi have figured out a different money management tool that, you know, yeah. like if you look at the stock market over, the, let's say, the last you know 80 years uh, and the bond market, if you had a good combination of both, you probably would have averaged about a 6 or 7 or maybe an 8% rate of return, right? If you had a good combination of both. Somehow Nancy Pelosi turned $200,000 a year into $238 million, which yeah. is – Impossible, really. I mean, really. I just I want to know what she's done. Yeah. Like, I want to intern with her. I'll intern yeah. for free, Nance. I, like, yeah. how did you create that kind of net worth? But you know, I will say this, and I think Warren Buffett is um, he's he's used us as taxpayers decade after decade after decade. But one of the things Warren does really well is he says, "I buy when everybody else is fearful, and I sell when everybody else is optimistic and happy." Right? Yeah. And it's not rocket science. When you break down what Warren is doing. He's just making subtle adjustments, and he's rebalancing his portfolio. And that's one of the things that I, I encourage people to do all the time with their investments is you've mm-hmm. got to embrace technology now. And technology allows you very cost-effectively to make subtle changes, not crazy changes, not I'm going to time the market because Christmas is coming or you know I'm going to time the market because I'm afraid uh, Trump's not going to win or because he is going to win. It's subtle adjustments along the way to take advantage of the volatility. Volatility is always it's always been here. It always will be here. If you're going to invest in stocks and bonds, get ready for ups and downs all the time, right? And not just the last year, not just the last five years. It's it's been around forever. You've got to be able to embrace it. You do it through making subtle changes. You also make sure, and you hit on this before, Glenn, that as you're extremely diversified, you're not missing out on sectors. You know, I think I see people who think they know enough about managing their own money to be dangerous. And then I'll look at their overall portfolio and I'll say, you know, you missed certain types of stocks. Yes, you were in the stock market, but you missed certain types of stocks. And that happened to be the lane in the stock market that did exceptionally well. So you're asking yourself, well, why did you not have the overall rate of return that other investors did? And I'll say, well, you missed out on this 5% or that 10%. 5, 10, 15% moves in a portfolio or proper allocations can be a big deal. But again, make Making those subtle adjustments along the way, taking advantage of the volatility and rebalancing your portfolio, it can be huge over time. No doubt. And one more piece of advice, don't let taxes drive your investment decisions. Now, mm-hmm. taxes are an important part, right? As uh, as Esther Goulias always says, and she's absolutely right, it's not what you make, it's what you keep, Yep. right? But don't let taxes drive the wrong decision. And, and what I've seen over the years, I know you as well, Mike, we've all seen in our offices, that, that investor that comes in and says, oh, well, you can't, I can never sell this because I've got so much in gains in it. Right. right? Folks said that about AOL. Right. I mean, what would you rather do? Would you rather pay 15% in capital gains to take your gains off the table? That's right. Or would you rather have it go back to zero? I mean, think about that farmer, right? The farmer's got the, the corn in the field, right? Does the farmer say, ooh, well, I don't want to pay tax on it, so I'm just going to let it sit out there and rot? <laughs> because eventually some stocks do rot. That's I mean, right. I hate to say it, but, I mean, in General Motors went bankrupt. Well, they went to zero. They wiped right. out shareholders. And a lot of General them, Electric right? went to single digits. 
it, right? it's, a, it's a different world today than it was 50 years ago as far as the buy and hold without making any changes, right? Mm -hmm. There are so, some of these companies become so complicated. They become so intertwined. And, you know, you look at a company like a General Electric that's had a really, really tough uh, go of it in the last bunch of years, right? General Electric was a company that brought good things to life and they made what, like, Blenders and you know, yeah. uh, and dishcraft engines, right? everything from yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, uh, appliances to aircraft. That's right. Engines. But they made stuff that you could touch. And then yeah. somewhere along the way, they changed to a financial planning company and a yeah. an insurance company and a and yes. a bank. And yeah. and you know, when did that happen? And you'd say, well, that's couldn't be good because it's diversification. It can be, but it can also create a lot of problems if you don't right. know the business model you're in. Right. Well, Jeffrey Immelt jumped in bed with Obama and you know basically fed off of the green energy credits. So when that party came to an end. Yes. You know, the hangover is really, really bad. Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you see yep. you know, GE all the way down in the single digits and, you know, yep. just, just basically barely getting back yeah. to, I mean, GE is below where it was you know, over a decade ago. I yeah. mean, it's just, but, you know, they, they sometimes these companies have CEOs that make bad decisions. Sometimes bad things just happen, but, you know, sometimes technology just changes. I mean, look at AOL, right? As so many people in the 90s owned AOL and, and a lot of other stocks, Cisco, Intel, right? The people said, I'm never going to sell these stocks. I don't want to pay the capital gains on it. And then they and went down where you didn't have any capital didn't gains. Have to worry and you've about ended it. up taking a loss That's and writing right. them off your ordinary income at three grand a year for the rest of your life. Yep. Don't make those mistakes, right? You know, and taxes are important. Yes, they are. But don't let tax decisions drive investment decisions. We see that as a very common mistake with people that just don't want to pay taxes. And Again, it's okay if it's a big company that you can ride out forever, or or maybe if you're older. I mean, if you're 80 years old and there's a you know your health isn't good and there's a chance that you're going to pass away and get a step up in cost basis, okay, maybe you ride it out. But if you're 55 years old and you're going to have this portfolio for the next 30 years until you're 85, that's a different story. And you just got to take all that into consideration when you're making your investment decisions. Again, in our office, we have all these different departments that are going to work together to, to review all that, right? We have tax professionals in our office. We have legal counsel in our office with Tom Canavo Law. We have these different departments, you know, social security claiming strategists that can analyze and utilize and optimize your social security for its tax efficiency, right? We're going to bring all these professionals together to really try to help to formulate the best plan that's going to work for you. But you can't let one thing drive the other completely, right? You can't let taxes or investment decisions drive the other. It's all going to work together in one cohesive plan. Yep. And ultimately, that's what we do at The Financial Guys. If you want to use us as a resource, folks, you can go to our website again at thefinancialguys.com, or you can reach us at the office, of course, 633-1515. If you are out in the Rochester area, 833-FIN-GUYS will work as well, 833-FIN. Guys, if you want to use the 800 number, we do have an office out in Webster on Gravel Road. We have offices, obviously, in western New York on Spindrift and even down in South Florida on U.S. Highway 1 in uh, Jupiter and Palm Beach Gardens. So wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you can always use this as a resource, even if you're outside of uh, of those areas. I, we had a, a call a couple weeks ago from somebody listening in Tennessee. We've gotten calls from people that have listened to us and are listening to us currently right now in Texas, Arizona. We're licensed in all those states. And so no matter where you're listening to us, whether you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or you're listening to us on the Radio.com app, uh, or you listen to our podcast, uh, we have associates all over the country. And certainly with the Internet now, uh, we can work in, in just about every state. I think we're licensed to like 35, 40 states, something like that. So, again, mm -hmm. use us as a resource, folks. Give us a call at the office, 833-FINGUYS or 633-1515. Or, again, just go to our website at uh, thefinancialguys.com. We're going to take a, a very short break here and come back and uh, maybe flip back over to politics for a little bit. I definitely want to get to It's really not politics. It's more economics. And the economics of 
uh, wind power and solar power, especially when it comes to these offshore wind farms, the economics, folks, just don't work. And I wish that we had flying cars, and I wish that we had teleportation machines. I so we just don't. I we so don't have. I right. I do. But we don't have I windmills so that really produce a reasonable amount of power either. So again, reality versus non-reality. Yeah, flying cars would be cool. I'm waiting on oh those, gosh. but uh, we'll see. Just anyway, just, just to be able to get in and get. <laughs> I'll tell you, flying cool cars would would absolutely be the total destruction of the state of New York and California, right? Because then. You yeah. could live somewhere else and just hop in the car and fly back there if you yeah. needed to right away. That well, would that's be, where the exit tax would have yeah. to come in. Right? Yeah, that's where the where the wall would have to come in. Where the where the commuter tax of coming in or out of the state. Those are the kind of things, folks, that you, you think we're crazy, but they're coming. We had Dave oh, DiPietro, a friend of no ours, doubt. assemblyman. No doubt. You know the stuff that's coming in twenty twenty. You will make the, your head spin. The, they won't believe in a wall until they need to keep you in New York State. Then, then there will be a wall. <laughs> That's right. And it's yep. going to cost you a big, big, big fee to get out of it, no doubt. That's right, yep. exactly. That's yep. That sanctuary state, that's coming. I mean, all kinds of stuff is coming in 2020. The good so news is, though, we just we just to. forced everybody to buy new license plates. So that should oh, fill the $3 billion dollar gap for a oh, day or yeah. two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, we'll come back to the other side of the break. We'll talk about some of that wind farm scam. Uh, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening to the Financial Guys, we'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. This is the show where money meets politics. I'm your host today, Glenn Wiggle, here with Mike Lomas. It's time to talk money. Do you know what he's done? The gap between the rich and the poor is going down. We've got 3.6% unemployment rates. Do you know what this man is doing? The media will come out as the lapdogs, you know, kissing the butt of the Democrat Party. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. All welcome back. You've got the Financial Guys. Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. And this is the show where money meets politics. We're going to talk... Actually, a little bit of economics uh, for this segment. I know we, we did a little bit of finance, uh, financial planning in the first. We've been uh, talking a little bit about some of the politics. And you know, the politics of New York State, when it comes to our very own Emperor Como, uh, is really quite fascinating. I mean, it's, you know, who was, I think it was Dave DiPietro that said, you know, the mafia didn't leave New York. They just went to politics, right? <laughs> and right. you look at uh, you know, Governor Cuomo's inner circle. Way, yeah, way, way more profitable. Way, right? way, way more profitable. Yeah. Way all more profitable. the folks surrounding Andrew Cuomo, more or less, with like one or two exceptions, they've all been prosecuted. That's They're right. all in jail. That's right. And yet somehow he seems to just skate free, right? Well, he but this article from them. the Post, he didn't classic. know any of them. No, really. he was clueless. No. None, none of them were like best no. friends of his growing no. up. No. Right. Well, no. he didn't call any of them like a brother to me. No. 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 That wasn't him, right? No. Even know Prococo. I never even know yeah. who he is. No, that's who's crazy. that? What? Yeah. Like like the ABC with Epstein. Who's that? Well, who's what? Epstein? Like what? What? What a joke. Never, anyway, never heard uh, of this article from the Washington Post. You're kidding editorial. me. He was on a plane with Clinton twenty six oh. times. Wow, oh. that is news to us. Well, who knew? Right? <laughs> Had we known that, we would yeah. have broken. The, we, wow. That story would have been broken. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But anyway. hey, okay, but sorry, but we'll hold that thought for one second because Rochelle's <laughs> yeah. going to kill us. December 4th, oh. uh, required minimum distribution maximization workshop. That's in our office in Williamsville, New York. If you're interested in attending that, look, if you're taking your required minimum distribution every year and you're not using it, this is a great workshop to understand what you should or could be doing with that required minimum distribution. So uh, 633-1515, if you'd like to register, you can also go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, and register for that as well. And then our upcoming uh, Independent Solutions, which is our money management arm, we have a client update, but uh, everybody's really welcome to attend that, right? That's mm-hmm. December 5th. 
And if you're interested in registering for that, I guess you'd probably go to our website, right? For yeah, guys? that's just a phone call. So that's okay. just a conference call. And so if um, it'll, yeah, you know, what we talked about in the first segment, yep. you know, talking about our, our strategies and our, you know, uh, you know, where the economy is going, where the markets are going. You know, we'll talk about our updates to our portfolios and things like that. That will be with our investment committee that's got 175 years of investment experience and folks that are on Fox Business and CNBC on a regular basis, like Paul Meeks, uh, like Dan Neiman, uh, John Thur, our 40-year veteran, uh, both, you know, chartered financial analyst, uh, uh, John Thur and uh, and Paul Meeks. Uh, you know, we'll be talking with those folks and just getting an idea. We do it every single quarter just to get an idea of what they're thinking. And this is kind of dovetails off of our monthly investment committee meetings, which excerpts are also available. But if you'd like to sign up for that conference call, it usually lasts just about a half an hour. It'll also be available for replay as well. But if you want to listen to it live, you can go to our website at thefinancialguys.com uh, to register. You do need to register because otherwise you won't get the phone number and, and you can't call in. So one last plug. Uh, we do have independent Medicare reps at both of our offices here, in Williamsville, New York, and in Webster. Out in Rochester, so if tis the season for that, uh, very difficult decision, uh, a lot of money on the line. Making sure you're in the right plan, making sure it's going to cover what you need to. If you're traveling, make sure it's going to cover your health. If you're down in Florida, and of course the government gives you a very small window to make that big decision. Yeah. So if you need our help, use us as a resource for sure. Eight three three Fin Guys if you're out in Rochester, and of course six three three fifteen fifteen if you need to pop in and meet one of our certified independent experts. So the editorial page of the uh, opinion page of the Washington Post, the governor's well-paid wind power liars. <laughs> the New York State Energy Research Development Authority really doesn't want you to know how much you'll have to pay for Governor Andy Como's offshore wind boondoggles. Our recent editorial on this way cited the Empire Center's Ken Giardin, who who's uh, who'd found that the agency's own public filings to do uh, uh, see. Uh, deduce a cost of an electric uh, a, a taxpayer statewide of some $6 billion for just the first wave of wind farms Nicerta so is uh, subsidizing f- off of uh, Long me, Island. They said better. it would only be a billion. Yeah, they said it would just be a, a billion. It came in at six. That's actually way better than the Solar City project that they wasted only a billion dollars of our money, although we were, we thought it would be about 750. Remember, that's what we were promised. About 750 yeah. million is what it would cost to make that factory. Although anybody in the industry said, yeah, that factory really should be about $100 million if you were going to make it, which we, of course, sure. none of us agreed to giving them money because I don't know about you, Glenn. You and I have been business for 20 something years here in the state, and I don't think anybody's ever given us a penny. No. They've taken. No, they've, they've taken, 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 taken. But yeah. it would be one thing if they took it and they like used it for something good, like, I don't know, uh, fixing our roads and bridges that they always talk yeah, about, but the, they don't. Or right? the school says, Bernie Sanders yeah. was on the other day, that it was roads, oh. bridges, roads, bridges, and I thought, right. oh my God, we got to get that for the intro. It was like, did these guys, did they ever stop? Did no, they, they never stop. stop? They, never, they always say, we need your money for infrastructure, right. but then they but take they your money it. and they don't use it for infrastructure. Right. They use it for windmills, right? Right, right. So, but his findings then prompted Nicerta to point out a mistaken assumption uh, that uh, Gerardin uh, had made. He treated one bit of Nicerta info as less deceptive than it turns out to be. Basically, the agency used arcane accounting tricks to report a low value for the state's guaranteed wind subsidies, alerted to the maneuver 
uh, GR did now finds that the final price tag could actually be even higher. Right. <laughs> so uh, how is this not, unbelievable? First of all, how is the mainstream media, the local? Well, they, media, they get their. This talking is why, points, by right? the way, all you local media outlets, channel in, here in Western all New York, two four seven. That's why nobody watches you anymore. They don't, yeah. right? Because you're never going to really talk about this. You, this should be in. It's called investigative reporting, right? right. This guy will walk. This five billion dollars of taxpayer money that nobody's going to care about. Nobody yep. cares. Right? Yep. Oh, windmills are going to save everything. They don't work. They kill birds, and they look ugly. Yeah, interesting. The uh, the the folks on NYSERDA get paid the highest amount of any agency in New York. I don't right. know if you knew that or not, but uh, you know it's it's just amazing that uh, the way that this thing works, right? So they have the uh, uh, the Empire Center also reports that its officials, the NYSERDA, have the highest average pay of any state authority. Nice. nice. This is another article, um, right along the same lines. I mean, still talking about the windmills, but another article in the uh, talking about this that, is that's, from. By, by the way, sorry, well, one last yeah. correction. Yeah, You're yeah. talking about average income because the net worth of some of the politicians oh, yeah. will huge. end up at millions and millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Harry Reid, remember him? $10 million net worth yep. as he left office. That was a good deal. Yeah. Good yeah, deal, deal, man. Good deal. $10 million. Mm-hmm. How do they create the net worth without uh, with with a very Amazing. limited amount of income? Right, that's where these folks at NYSERDA aren't going to get it. Right, you're just right. you're going to have income coming in, but you got to have the side deals with it. You got to have the Biden side deals with it, or else you're never going to make big money in the political arena. Exactly. Yeah. So this now from uh, na- uh, uh, Natural Gas Now. Now, mind you, Natural Gas Now is an organization that's promoting natural gas. However, they point out some very accurate uh, statistics in this particular piece. Um, let's see. One of them, as it actually the, works. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> we actually as, use it. Yeah, so as the author, she says, as I said many times, the wind and sunshine may be free, renewable, sustainable, and eco-friendly, but the turbines, solar panels, transmission lines, lands, raw materials, and dead birds required to harness this widely dispersed intermittent weather-dependent energy to benefit humanity are absolutely not. A single 1.8 megawatt onshore wind turbine requires over 1,000 tons of steel, copper, and aluminum, right? Uh, it requires rare earth elements like zinc, uh, uh, molybdenum, I don't know what that Wait, means, petroleum-based you, composites, can't you make, reinforced concrete, and other raw materials. Would you right? look at can't, can't you just make just all that, that from another windmill? Right, right. So, <laughs> no. so what do you, you think get, we you use to make You dig those natural resources steel. out with what? Hmm, a tractor mm. trailer and a dump yeah. truck. And a <laughs> well, that's like in California, right? California's on fire, right? So they have to shut down the, uh, and I've got an article on that. I'm not sure we're going to get to it or not. <laughs> I but, love, we have right? to fight someone, someone on the Democrats this week goes, you can't fight fire with fire about the, the California fire. So I'm like, hmm, actually you can. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> they do that's how they in, do it. In uh, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they, they actually, um, they actually yeah, burn back controlled burns. areas, right, so it stops right. the fire there. Yeah, and it doesn't spread any further. How they do yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> you actually can <laughs> fight fire with fire. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, out there now, you know, again, it's the same thing, right? So they're 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 because of their green energy, you know, scam in California. They forced PG and E to divert hundreds of millions of dollars towards you know green energy subsidies and things like that, just like we're doing in New York, right? So they didn't have a you know, the money left over to to take care of the power lines or or you know to help clean up the environment uh, the you know the, uh, the the brush and stuff like that that was hitting their lines mm-hmm. right and so now they're they're doing rolling blackouts or you know up to some areas million people without power up to a week so, or ten days some so areas guess are, what they're doing not the liberal areas though. not the rich no 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 no. The, no 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 Los no, no. Angeles fine no San Francisco just a, just a fine. business owner areas yeah. right but guess what they're guess what the business owners are forced to resort to in order to provide power to their businesses to stay employed 
they're buying diesel generators, right? So <laughs> this is the this is the whole scam when it comes to clean energy. And this guy's absolutely right. Those windmills just don't magically appear, right? It takes a thousand pounds of steel. I mean, it's crazy, or or, or whatever the number was. It was ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? But I'm sorry, a thousand tons. tons pardon yeah. me, a thousand tons of steel and copper and aluminum. And that's in addition to all of the other materials, like the, the transmission lines, right? The, the oil, the lubricants, right? Yeah. How all about that digging that, all those, anyway. those natural resources out of the earth, right? Right. Yeah, we'll do, talk more about this. by hand? Yeah, we're going to be long <laughs> in this segment again. So we'll talk about this on the other side of the break uh, when we come back, and we'll get more into some of these details and these numbers. If you want to join us again, 803-0930-STAR-930. If you need us throughout the week, 633-1515. All right, very short break. You've got the Financial Guys, Columbus, Columbus, Columbus. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. Remember the story of a fellow who was running for office as a Republican and he was in a rural area and it wasn't known to be Republican and he stopped by a farm to do some campaigning and when the farmer heard he was a Republican his jaw dropped and he said wait right here till I go get Ma. She's never seen a Republican before. (laughs) So he got her and the candidate looked around for a podium from which to give his speech and the only thing he could find was a pile of that stuff that Bess Truman took 35 years trying to get Harry to call fertilizer. (laughs) So he got up on the mound and when they came back he gave his speech. And at the end of it the farmer said, that's the first time I ever heard a Republican speech. And the candidate said, that's the first time I've ever given a Republican speech from a Democratic platform. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930. All righty, welcome back, folks. You've got the financial guys, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, and this is the show where money meets politics. We're talking a little bit of economics, actually, in the last segment. If you're just tuning in, we've been all over the place and covered a lot of ground. This is a two-hour show, so we're going to cover a lot of material. We're going to probably focus on this for the remainder of the show, although we may you know, actually get to some calls and questions. We'll see. Um, but this wind scam, you know, we're all paying for this, right? And I don't know if you realize it or not, but buried on your utility bill in the actual rate. So it's actually not a separate surcharge. It should be, but it's not a separate line on your uh, electric bill. If it was, you'd be outraged, right? Why do you think we pay about twice the national average for electricity costs? Well, we have a giant power plant called Niagara Falls right in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Well, all the subsidies that our traditional utility companies are forced to pass on to consumers so that Andy Como and his band of merry idiots can take billions and billions of dollars and put it towards green energy. Don't don't now, you worry though. At some point, this will work. Oh, at some point it works. <laughs> at some point, and, your, your your expenses will go down. Your utility costs will go right. down. 
Right. Now, meanwhile, Andy nah. Como, I'm sure, is going to leave office as a gajillionaire. Sure. Because all of these companies, right, it's a pay-to-play deal, sure. right? So sure. what board will he None be of on? this works. How they many, all know it doesn't work. How many the only boards way it works will he be subsidies. on? What hedge fund will he be uh, uh, oh, on yeah. the board of, right? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Godfather of the uh, subprime mortgage crisis, uh, Andy Como. <laughs> Uh, if you didn't realize he, that, I'll do look all at that. Do all He's on that. Solar sometime. City, Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I need a job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, go figure. So let me just go back and I'll, I'll reread part of this. This is an article from Natural Gas Now, and it's written by uh, a committee f- uh, uh, a guy here, uh, Paul Dreisen. But he says, if I had said many times, wind and sunshine may be free, renewable, sustainable, and eco-friendly. But the turbines, solar panels, transmission lines, lands, raw materials, and dead birds required to harness this widely dispersed, intermittent, weather-dependent energy to benefit humanity absolutely are not. A single 1.8-megawatt onshore wind turbine requires 1,000 tons of steel, copper, and aluminum. Rare earth elements such as zinc, molybdenum. I can't pronounce that one. Thousand uh, petroleum, tons. Uh, petroleum-based uh, composites, reinforced concrete, and other raw materials. A 3-megawatt version requires 1,550 tons of these non-renewable materials. By my rough calculations, uh, replacing just the USA's current electricity generation, backup coal and natural gas power plants, gasoline engine vehicles, factory furnaces, and other fossil fuel uses with wind turbines and backup batteries would require some 14 million 1.8 megawatt onshore turbines sprawling across some 1.8 billion acres, some 15 (laughs) billion tons of raw materials, thousands of new or expanded mines worldwide, and thousands of mostly fossil-fueled Powered factories How working twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five ba- days basically in various wipe out foreign countries. Every tree we have. That's right. <laughs> so he writes with these, you know, uh, uh, in various foreign countries. Since we won't allow them in the U.S. to manufacture all this equipment, those overseas mines now employ tens of thousands of fathers, mothers, and children wow. at slave wages. So grab- all you loving liberals who just want to the minimum clean wage, clean energy, and <laughs> blah blah blah. Yeah. it's a total scam. We're paying for it. It doesn't produce the energy. And to be honest with you, it's bad for the world. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it's it really dirty is. for the world. It's dirty for it's the world. Terrible. Bad for the world. And it's energy inefficient. But it's good for Andy. The, the free it's market good for economy Andy will work. It, for, it yeah. works, right? If windmills work, we'll put them on our house. We'll find uh-huh. a way to do that, right? right. Uh, look, I, no, nobody likes paying higher electricity bills. Nobody likes yeah. you know, filling up their car with gasoline. However, it's the most efficient thing we have. Right. Coastal states, especially their big urban areas, tend to be hotbeds of climate anxiety and wind-solar activism. Indeed, many Democrat Green New Deal governors and legislators have mandated 80 to 100 percent clean, renewable, sustainable, eco-friendly energy by 2040 or 2050. You California. Talk about- Dirty, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you talk about uh, uh, climate just, anxiety in you know, hotbeds. They just painted a so, giant mural of uh, what's her name, uh, Greta Thunberg in uh, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, you want to talk about dirtying the economy? Though, watch and see what happens in the state of California now with rolling blackouts and these diesel uh-huh. generators everywhere. It'll be fog, smoke, smoke uh, everywhere. It'll be a total disaster mess. But here's the good news, folks. The rich and the gap between the rich and the poor will get bigger in that state. It will get larger. And I assure you, if you watch the shows like, uh, what is it, the, the rich people of, uh, of Beverly Hills or whether the rich, they'll be fine. 
They'll, they'll be, be fine. fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They're not going to lose their electricity. They're not going to lose their power. So that show won't go. Hollywood, they'll be fine, right? $100 million for a movie, yeah, make or break it, smash a bunch of cars, you know, burn a bunch of things, shoot a bunch of people, even though we're against guns. That will be just fine. They will have their electricity. It'll be the middle class. That gets hurt. Even Remember more. the water. The water crisis was the best. Lush lawns, right? Yeah. Everybody, you couldn't, you couldn't, you could only bathe on like odd days yes. if you were male, and yeah. and, and you know, yeah. but and you go even through, days go if you were female, you know, couldn't wash your car. You're not allowed to wash your car. <laughs> female, their their water fountain yeah. is full, yeah. you know, beautiful, right? Yeah. Their sprinklers are going twenty four seven. Watering their beautiful yeah. lawns. Yeah, they got you know. Yeah, the water classic. Goes, they got it. They got the pool going around the house with the with the moat. <laughs> joke. Total I know, joke. It's amazing, isn't it? There's, um, you know, there's even more of this article. We'll get to uh, some of this as well as, as we, go, you know, f- wrap up the uh, the show today. But, I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, folks. And the sad thing is, you know, I, so we've said this for a long time. You know, it's you know, look, it's not going to change my life, to be honest with you, to have to pay a little more for electricity bills. It's not going to change my life when we have to pay a little bit more for, you know, property taxes. But you know whose life it does change? It changes that person who's 70 years old that's a widow that's living on a fixed income. It changes the life of the person who saved just enough to retire, but now suddenly their expenses have gone through the roof as no fault of their own, right? Well, it- Those folks are the ones, the vulnerable folks are the ones that are either not working, they're seniors, or they're, you know, they're not, they're, they're, they're middle class, but they're barely middle class, well, right? And it- that has a big impact to folks like that. You mm-hmm. don't realize it, but we're all paying for this. And it doesn't affect Andy's life. He's no, just fine, right? No, it doesn't. But if you look at the areas where we've got the poorest amount of people, right, the most amount of people leaving, it's a, of course, it's places like New York and California, right? And where it really is going to hit us is these electrical costs. These, these costs are going to hit the small, medium, and even large companies, right, who yeah. are not going to relocate here. They're not, they're not moving here, right? There's a population yeah. loss in western New York, and it's not yeah. because of the weather, as Andrew Cuomo said. It's because companies yeah. do not uh, relocate their resources here. They don't. They're leaving every single day, every single mm-hmm. Guess what also is leaving? Your children, your grandchildren. They're yeah. not coming back here, right? They're not setting up the next uh, lo, you know, XYZ tech location in western New York. Guess where they're setting it up? Tennessee. Florida, Texas, right? Why? Because there's no state taxes there. The electrical cost, it's cheaper to, to put a factory up in Nevada and, and have a, a, a cheaper electrical cost than it is right next to, we're set up right next to Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. yet Las Vegas is a more cost-effective place to do business. Right. Yeah, Total the electricity joke. costs and the water costs in Vegas yes. are less than West. How is that bill, possible? The water bill in Texas. Las Vegas is less and the water bill in Buffalo, New York, even though we got two bodies of, of water, natural, Huge. fresh water yep. right next to us. Yep. Taxes, surcharges, fees, and just government bureaucracy in general, right? Yep. Does, 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 Keller, does Nevada have all these different authorities? They have a couple, but not like New York. No. You know, that, these authorities are the shell game. It allows Andy Coleman to come out and say, eh, we've got the lowest budget ever. Really? Because it's funny, because at $175 billion, it really does seem like the biggest <laughs> yeah. budget ever, Andy. Still, still Again, short, there's that reality gap we talked about, still right? Still short $3 billion. There's, <laughs> there's that reality time. gap. Yeah. In his reality, it's the, it's the lowest budget spending is down. But in my reality, at 175 billion, if you look at the actual numbers, yeah. that seems to be the biggest budget ever and the biggest budget in the entire yeah. country, by the yeah. way, by yeah. and, and, and double Florida. And Kathy I Hochul, think by the way, sure buys break. it though, Andy. He, she buys it. She's right next yeah. to you. She buys it. Yeah, she's got it. She didn't believe the auditors this week when they came in and said no. uh, Solar City is only worth about eight percent of what uh, that yeah. building is only about. Yeah, well, don't worth believe about KPMG. Of what, what believe we Hochul. 
Yeah, yeah, because she's got a no. you know economics finance degree, yeah. and she's an entire the CPAs. Firm, so, yeah. Nah, yeah. they don't. No, get don't it. believe that. No, no, no. Don't Kathy look at the others. Kathy knows. Yeah, no, she's got it. To believe her for sure. All right, we're going to take a very short break. We're going to come back. We got one more segment to go. I want to talk a little about a uh, Bloomberg. You know, talk a little more about politics and the and the presidential election coming up, and this will kind of tie to economics and finance. I mean, we're talking about socialist. Uh, quasi communist candidates. I mean, Bernie Sanders is a is a communist. I don't know how else to put it. He's not even socialist anymore. And no. for those that say, "Well, we haven't tried democratic socialism yet," <laughs> oh, what's yes. going on in Venezuela that was, is he's a dictator. That's right. Oh, but how do you think he got there? <laughs> right. Initially, <laughs> Hugo Chavez was elected. That's right? right. Maduro was elected, and in the words of Stalin. It's you know, let the people vote. It's those that count the votes that make the decision. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Bloomberg and all the presidential candidates when we come back on the other side of the break. If you news throughout the week, folks, again, 633-1515 or 833-FINGUYS, or you can go to our website at thefinancialguys.com. All right, very short break. One more segment to go. You're listening to the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys Radio Network. All right, welcome back. You've got the Financial Guys, Glomigo Mike Lomas, here on the Financial Guys Radio Network. And again, this is the show where money meets politics. And you know, for those that are just tuning in for the first time, maybe you're out in Rochester, you haven't heard the show before, although I know we have a lot of listeners and fans in Rochester that do tune in to WBEN in Buffalo, uh, but you can now listen to us in Rochester on 1180. Uh, you can also catch us, by the way, on both the Radio.com app and the iHeartRadio app. So if you are looking to stream live and, and stream the show as opposed to listen to it on the radio, if you're maybe in a spotty area or anywhere in the country, we do get phone calls from all over the country. We didn't take any phone calls today. We had a lot of stuff we wanted to get to. Most of the time, this will be a live call and talk show, and we will take your calls and questions. Today, it's a live show. We're just going to try to get to as much stuff as we can. And sometimes taking phone calls you know, takes us off track and distracts us. But I promise you, next week, we will be back with your calls and questions here and, uh, and going through what you want to talk about. Oftentimes, we say it's an open mic session, and oftentimes it is an open mic session. You have the opportunity to call in and ask any financial question you want, whether it's on your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds, your 401K. We have different departments that have different financial folks that have different focuses uh, throughout uh, the industry. So within our office, we have certified Social Security claiming strategists. We have folks that, you know, focus on optimizing your Social Security, you know, using it for its optimal purpose and, and most efficiency when it comes to tax purposes. We have accountants, attorneys, retirement planners, uh, certified uh, uh, financial planners, chartered financial analysts. You can access all of that by going to our website at thefinancialguys.com or, again, use us as a resource by calling us at the office at 633-1515. But most of the time, this will be a show where you can call and ask any question uh, that is you know related to finance or just comment on what we're talking about. Most of the time, we get phone calls where people just want to participate with what we're talking about, and that's always fine, too. We we're going to talk in this last segment about really the presidential candidates. And, you know, again, the show where money meets politics, you know, politics is really important to driving, you know, the economy. You look at the last recovery. Now, the stock market did okay. Of course, it got hammered. Right? It was down substantially it, in 08. But the economy didn't do so it, well in the recovery. It sort Why? of did okay. Because of the politics. It, it sort of did okay, sort of, Glenn, right. But it's funny because, you know, people look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, right? And the Dow was at about 14,000 before the tech crisis, which was really caused right. by the Clintons, right? right? And then the Clintons did a lot of damage, really. It was amazing because we had the end of that tech boom, yeah. which was the Internet and the operating system, right? And then people forget 
why did the tech boom stop? Well, the Clinton uh, administration wanted to break up Microsoft, right? right. Scared yeah. the daylights out of the stock market. That was the first leg down. And then we had the Community right. Reinvestment Act and the subprime mortgage market. Thank you, Clintons, for the subprime mortgage market, right? Yeah. So now we've got this recovery. And we've got uh, Barack Hussein Obama, which was going to move in. And I love when I hear this. This is what people tell me. Well, you know what? He inherited a bad economy. That's what you want to do, by the way, if you're a football coach. I guess the, the only coaching right. position I do not want in the NFL, by the way, is, is the Patriots. Right. I, there's a no, how do you win that, right? <laughs> right. So what do you, you only win one Super Bowl out of a 10-year block, right? right. You, you don't want, to, not that you don't want, but you don't want to take over. The best opportunity to become a savior is to take over a free market economy at the bottom of a recession, right? Because right. all you need to do is play golf and stay out of the way, and this thing flies, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Reagan did it. We were growing at 7 8% per year, right? Coming mm-hmm. out of the Great Depression, we had years where the economy grew at 9 and 10 and 11%. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, Barack moves in. He slaps us with all kinds of taxes and regulations, and we've got an economy that for the first time ever, we had an eight-year ever. block that we did not grow, not one year, with growth rates above 3%, right? The stock market would be at now 50 and 60,000 had sure. somebody moved in, cut cut regulate, just leave the regulations alone, by the way. They all loved Bill Clinton. Well, let's keep his budget instead of asking, adding on massive amounts of taxes, regulations, and 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 uh, and expenses, which, by the way, the Republicans did nothing to 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 uh, to beat down, and would still have that in place. But um, the economy and the Dow are looking to, specifically at the Dow. It's only thirty stocks, and it gets a do-over, right? Eh, we never own General Motors. Let's throw something else in there, right? right. So, although that twenty-something thousand, yes, the markets come back, portfolios have come back. Really, to get this thing humming where we should be is down fifty, sixty thousand, and that's growth rates of four and five and six percent. Not one to two like we did under Obama. And to be honest with you, not even three like we're doing under Trump, right? I mean, we have massive amount of spending out there. The Republicans just, it's this, you you said it before, a hangover. It is. This debt is a hangover. And to fix it, you need water, (laughs) you need vitamins, and that is in the form of tax breaks. We didn't get them. You don't need more alcohol. You don't need more alcohol. That's right. (laughs) You don't need more regulations. You don't need more taxes. You need less government spending. We need to get these people off of welfare. There's a shortage of workers out there. There's a shortage of plumbers, electricians, CDL licensed truck drivers, and we've got still 40 million people sucking off the system. It's an incredible time to put those people back to work and allow this economy to grow at 4 or 5 or 6% and see Dow 60, 70, 80,000. When we lost Gold Dome years ago, the Dow went from 3,000 to 1,700, and then it went to 12,000, 14,000, right? right? We can do that. We can see those types of growth rates. Well, to your point, Mike, we in two, 20 years ago, in 2000, the annual budget for the federal government was $2 trillion. Just 20 years later, it's over $5 trillion, right? Mm. So you talk about this hangover of government spending and large government bureaucracy, regulations, and just the crushing burden of having to, to pay all those. If there's ever a time to cut the size of government, 
3-point something percent unemployment uh, would be that time. Right? I will say, Sanders did say he wanted to cut the size of government. It was just Homeland Security. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> ICE, right, border right. control. Right. He said, uh, this uh, week he said immigration. AOC is going to have – she'd play a very important role in the White House if he wins. Yeah, I bet she would. I and, bet she would. Uh, and let's, take, let's yeah. dismantle Homeland Security. Genius. <laughs> yeah, the only role she should be playing at the White House is, is sweeping the floors and, yes. and serving drinks, to be yeah. honest with you. She has no – understanding of economics yet somehow you know she claims that she has an economics degree uh from a, a college in boston i'm not sure which college in yeah. boston because i tell you what if i it's was her parents i bought my money back <laughs> right if my my son or daughter goes to a college for an economics degree and comes out as a socialist i'm <laughs> suing the university right. right because everybody with a brain in their head understands that socialism is not the way to go and you guess- look at these candidates and again they're not even socialists they're so far so beto came out with um yes yes i'm going to take your guns yeah fail out right, <laughs> Damn right? right now elizabeth warren's like yep I'm going to raise your taxes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This should go well, yeah. right? Yeah. Good job, Liz. Yeah. I'm oh, sure that's a winning Medi- message. Medicare, you stick with that. Medicare for all. How are you going to pay for those trillions of dollars worth of insurance? I don't know. Yes. Mm. But the best part because. is just watch their words, folks. Be yeah. very careful with the way they craft things. Oh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren is probably the smartest one of the ones on stage, right? Yeah. They cost for the middle class will go down. We played that clip a couple mm. weeks ago. The yeah, cost. That's, that's always about, What about the taxes? Well, but the net cost, oh. meaning that if you're paying right now your health care, let's say you're on a copay for a family and you're paying half and your employer's paying half and you're picking up six grand, what she's saying is, oh, I just want to raise your taxes by four grand and then we'll give it to you for free. You'll be net two grand ahead. Where have I heard that before? Yeah, but, Obamacare. Yeah. Oh, uh, $2,000. All of our premiums will go down $2,000 and blah, 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 blah. It never, the, the number that they put on it, folks, is never the number. And that's why that one guy who was at the, uh, the guy who, the architect of Obamacare said flat out, we had to trick the CBO. We had to trick the oh, Congressional yeah. Budget he, he Office was, because the way, they would have never gone with the He was, by this. the way, a professor, I believe, in New York State. He was. Right? Yeah, it was I think, but or something. New York State or Pennsylvania, one yeah. of the two. But yeah. nevertheless, by the mean, way, he was the architect I, of Obamacare try, that pulled the wool over of all of our eyes, right? Trying to get uh, over the weekend, actually, down in South Florida. I was down in our South Florida office, but flew back up here to Western New York, just down there for two days. But uh, one of a friend's friend, actually, is a friend of mine now, but originally from Toronto, and he said, Mike, i got to come on your show and talk about health care. He said the, the, the oh, yeah. Canadian health care system is awesome as long as you're healthy. The right. minute you're not healthy, you right. cannot get help anywhere. And he was talking specifically about having to bring his mom into the States mm-hmm. uh, and pay in cash for treatment with, um, in regards to uh, some, some medication she needed for cancer. Right. And she said, thank God the States were here. Thank God we were able to buy it with cash because they were talking about having her wait months, if not years, to get the treatment she needed. Real scary. Right. Yeah. Again, you have real-life examples of this stuff, folks, whether it be socialized health care. I mean, you can look at there was a just a report. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't cite it exactly, but there was just a, a report out about the, uh, the health care system in U.K. as being one of the worst you know, as far as wait times and, and uh, success and survivability rates of what really in, in the United States is treatable cancer, right? If you catch things like colon cancer early enough, it's a treat prostate cancer, especially treatable cancers. Yeah. In the UK, it's like a death sentence, right? If you get prostate cancer, you're, you're it's like you know 30 years ago when Frank Zappa died of prostate cancer, right? Yeah. Today, that's a curable cancer yep. in this country for the most part. Not in the UK. In the UK, you got about a one in five chance of actually making it to the doctor before you die of what should be a, a curable thing. So. Yep. But, you know, again, we have real-life examples that we can look at, folks. And when I hear people say, well, but we haven't tried really true socialism yet. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Venezuela is not socialist. 
That was a dictatorship. Yeah. How do you think it got there, folks? <laughs> We've had Venezuelans on the show. We'll have them on the show again talking about, uh, you know, people, they voted at, Hugo Chavez in in 1999. At the they same party I was at at a town, by the way, and I wish I should have grabbed his number, but gentleman uh, working uh, from Venezuela, and we started talking yeah. about it. He, said, he goes, Mike, he goes, I just don't understand right. how anybody that grew up here ever yep. would not look right. at a place like my parents fought to get out right. of and right. say, I want that. Exactly. He said, all you need to do, Mike, is work. He's telling me this. All you need to do, Mike, is work hard here, and you can have whatever you want. He, right. goes, for the, he goes, tell them to go back there. They can float back there. They can go over right. there. Said, of course, but they I never say. do, right? Yeah, they, they never, never do. do. No. Anyway, all right, that's going to do it for us, folks. If you need us throughout the week, again, use our website as a resource, thefinancialguys.com. You can call us at the office, 633-1515, or if you're outside the area, 1-833-FIN-GUYS. On behalf of Mike Lomas, I'm Glenn Wiggle with the Financial Guys. We'll see you right next week right here on the Financial Guys Radio Network.